Hi, everyone. Dr. B here again. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this podcast, Ask the Dentist. It's a functional dental podcast. Basically, we talk dentistry. You ask a question, I answer it, but it's always in kind of the functional domain. In other words, global picture, how it may affect your overall health. Again, most of you that are listening are used to that, and I appreciate that you are interested in dentistry in that way. Just simple drill and fill, as we call it, is not enough, and that's how we come out of dental school, and again, that's not enough. It really takes a lifelong clinical experience filled dental career to get this. Dentists that want to practice or are practicing in the functional way get this after dental school. They either get it through continuing education or they just think this way and they learn over time that there are connections between oral health and systemic health. Today, we're going to talk about something that's pretty common, and it's pretty common because of Invisalign or aligner therapy. This is a very popular dental procedure. I like it. I've talked about it before. I did a lot of Invisalign in my career, and I think it's a great way of straightening teeth. It doesn't always work in all cases. It's really about case selection. But there's one aspect of aligner therapy that doesn't get spoken about often, and that's what today's question is about. It's called IPR, interproximal reduction. It alarms a lot of people. I'll just come right out with it. It alarmed me when I first saw it. I saw it in a case. This was even before Invisalign and aligner therapy was a thing, and you could see it on the x-ray. I'll explain more about that later. But if done properly, it's safe, and it's very necessary, and it's one of the advantages of aligner therapy, and I'm going to go into that. But there are some caveats, of course. I'm going to flesh all that out for you as we answer this listener's question. So here we go. Great question. What is IPR? Should I do it? Is it safe? Hi, Dr. Mark. Can you talk about IPR in Invisalign and other orthodontic treatments? I am worried that this is going to affect the health of my teeth. I am 46 years old, and I worry that when I am 80, having IPR done is going to really have damaged the integrity of my teeth. Thank you. So, great question. Everyone's heard of Invisalign, or the generic term being aligner therapy. Invisalign holds or held all the patents. They brought this aligner therapy in a very official capacity to dentistry, providing the services, the algorithms, the ability to make aligners and deliver them to dentists. This is something that's been around for a long time, moving teeth without braces. Very adept dentists used to, if they had a vacuum former in their office, that's a kind of a device that with suction that allows you to make something molded over a tooth form or an arch form. These are stone models that are poured from your impressions. They could suck them down is the term, vacuum, form them over your teeth and then make modifications to these aligners. That's what was being done decades before Invisalign came around. But Invisalign took that to another level. They automated it. But so a lot of people 
think of Invisalign as a wonderful product. They smile when they hear about that. Oh, I can afford Invisalign. That's wonderful. If you've got a tooth out of position or a lot of crowding, then this is a great way to fix it as an adult, as a teenager as well. I drew the line at around age 12. 12 and up is when I could start Invisalign or would start Invisalign, depending on the patient. But this is wonderful for adults. To me, this is an adult kind of cosmetic product because that's what brings in the patient. They think they can whiten their teeth with Invisalign, which you can. You can straighten their teeth. It's been marketed to them or they perceive it as being a cosmetic product that they can use and not have to wear at work or when they're on a date or, or something like that. So really well marketed. Invisalign has their patents have expired and there are a lot of vendors now on the market, some that don't require you to see your dentist. And I'm going to comment on that a little bit later. But in general, this is something that was a great boon to my practice. I loved doing it. It felt great in my hands. I was doing a lot of complicated cases where we would actually extract teeth. And it really developed into a very nice product. And the great thing about it is that patients get excited about this. I always called Invisalign the biggest thing since porcelain veneers. And again, I'm always kind of, it seems like I'm hinting or emphasizing that this is a cosmetic product. Actually, it's not. This is a great way to reverse aging, to get the teeth in the right position, to improve your bite, efficiency, chewing, digestion, also cosmetics. But this is a very important product. A lot of patients didn't wear their retainers or were told not to or had a fixed retainer that didn't work well, the composite adhesion broke. And so they had relapse. The teeth would move back to their original position. And this was a great way for adults to get back into a nice looking arch form, no crowding. And, and that's why Invisalign is so popular. And that's why there's so many imitators. But here's the thing. So a lot of people get excited about Invisalign. It's something I'm going to do. I can get financing for it. I'm able to afford it, et cetera, et cetera. But then they go in to see the dentist and they hear about IPR. And then they have to go home and think about this because they're worried about damage to the enamel. IPR, interproximal reduction. Interproximal is the area in between teeth, as you would probably suspect from the word. And there's removal of enamel that goes on to help accelerate the case or actually not just to accelerate the case, the Invisalign case, the aligner case, but to actually make it happen. So here's the problem, backing up a little bit. Our jaws are not growing to their full size in terms of width, but overall actual size. And since the teeth come in, they're already genetically determined as far as size goes. When they come in, like a conveyor belt, they don't come in all at the same time. They come in in pairs typically. And, and once they're all in, there's not enough room for them given that size of the jaw. It's like downsizing from a large home to a small home, and you expect all the furniture that you had in the large home to fit in the small home. There's going to be a lot of crowding space management issues. So how does Invisalign or aligner therapy fix this? We do interproximal reduction. What I would do in my practice, I would take a disc, a spinning disc, diamond coated, and I would lay it in between the teeth and make a space. And then I would round that kind of squared off edge on either side of the tooth with a very thin metal band also coated in diamonds. And then I would round it and restore that tooth contour. So you're removing a little bit of enamel so that when the aligners come, the teeth can rearrange nicely without having to move them great distances. 
And that makes for a better case and a better result. So IPR is a very important aspect or part of aligner therapy. How many cases get IPR? Hard to say, but I would say a dentist who's doing a lot of IPR is probably doing a better job than the dentist that avoids IPR. So maybe half the cases need IPR. Again, very difficult to say. I would have to think about that, go through my cases and decide. But it's a crucial aspect of good treatment with aligner therapy. So I wouldn't think badly of the dentist that's recommending it. Now, how it's done is very important, on the other hand. Let me go back to a story before Invisalign was even on the map. I remember seeing a case. It came in from San Francisco. It was a general dentist on Union Street, which is kind of like Wilshire Boulevard or Beverly Hills kind of feel to it in San Francisco. And it was a cosmetic dentist. And I looked at the x-ray, even before I saw the patient, I looked at the x-rays and all the sides of the teeth were squared off. They had very jagged edges or overhangs and it looked like someone had cut them and I had no idea how that could have happened. Well, that was my introduction to IPR. I'd never seen it before. That's something we didn't get in dental school back then because it was something that was kind of on the fringes. It was just being done. And so I was aghast and I told the patient, this doesn't look right. I don't know how you would reshape those teeth, but it's going to cause gum disease, which in fact she did. She had swollen gums. And and anyway, we fixed that case. But that was my first introduction to IPR. So you can imagine when I became a preferred Invisalign provider, I was a little nervous about IPR. Well, the good news is that Invisalign scans the molds or the scans. Now we have scans, three-dimensional image scans of the teeth. And then the algorithm, which is very precise, way more precise than a human dentist looking at spaces and going, you know, I need space here. I need space there. Go in there and remove tooth structure. The algorithm, when it scans the mold of your teeth, is very precise. And then it comes back by an interface on your dentist's computer and tells you exactly how many half millimeters, quarter millimeters, millimeters of a cut to make and on which side of the tooth. In other words, it doesn't have to be unilateral on both sides. It can be on some of those discs and bands that we use are single-sided. In other words, I can only abrade or take away tooth structure from one tooth. And we always pick on teeth that have a lot of enamel. And again, we're taking a very small percentage of enamel. Enamelplasty, which is shaping enamel, removing it, adjusting it, shaping it, that's been around for a long time. And there's a lot of leeway there. You can remove enamel without damaging the tooth. It doesn't damage the tooth initially. And then over time, it doesn't make the tooth more susceptible to any kind of damage stress. It doesn't make you more susceptible to cavities. Now, if you take a lot of enamel away, obviously that will weaken the tooth, but IPR never goes there. We never need that much space. In other words, if you remove you know, a quarter millimeter of interproximal space between six or 10 gaps, I mean, spaces, interproximal areas, that all adds up to a lot of room. It's enough space where we can make enough room for the teeth to fall into place. So that's what IPR is. It needs to be done correctly and safely. The spinning disc can be quite injurious if it flies loose or if it gets out of the hands of the operator of the dentist. So it's good to have a dental assistant there, maybe wear a rubber dam, have protection. There are many ways to do this. I usually would just put my fingers in the way. So if I did slip, it would be my finger, not the patient. And did that work? Boy, did that work well. I never touched my finger. (laughs) Anyway, that's the initial thing you have to worry about. You don't want any soft tissue damage. Secondarily, you don't want the tooth structure to be a flat surface. That's not how teeth are shaped. You want it to retain the natural tooth anatomy. There's a reason teeth are shaped 
the way they are. And so that has to be retained. Yes, after the reduction is made, you can reshape it. So make sure if they are using a disc, they're going in there with bands and curling it around, C-shaping it around the tooth, maybe using a, a very smooth burr for reshaping. And the teeth will look the same. They won't look like they did on that x-ray that I saw from, from that dentist on Union Street. So that will prevent any gum issues, inflammation, free marginal issues of sensitivities. We refer to it as that. The teeth like to have a certain shape and the gums will respond if the tooth is not well shaped. The reason that algorithm is so important, and again, we have little feelers. This is hard to describe, but when I was a young man in high school, I was rebuilding engines and tuning motors and I would take feeler gauges. It was like a keychain with different sheets of metal on it, very smooth, and each had a different thickness. And as I adjusted gaps in motors, typically valve heads and valve trains, I would slide it in there to make sure that that gap was correct. Well, we have those for Invisalign. So we would remove the interproximal enamel, then I would take that gap. It was actually a lot of fun. It brought me back to my earlier years rebuilding motors. You put the feeler gauges in there, and when there's a little bit of friction, you know you've actually gotten that exact dimension that the algorithm called for. So make sure that if you're getting IPR done, that there's measurements being taken. In other words, you want it to be very precise. Again, one of the advantages of Invisalign is that it knows exactly where every tooth needs to be, down to the probably even greater than the tenth of a millimeter. Where if you're seeing an orthodontist with banding, they're just putting brackets on and wires and they're guessing. It's an educated guess, but they're guessing as far as space management goes. And this is very typical. A lot of orthodontists weren't sure whether they had to take teeth out or not. And so they would band up the patient and then make that decision later. So it was very inexact at that point. So Invisalign has added that to the game of orthodontics, which I really like. But if you're getting IPR done, make sure the dentist is going through everything I just mentioned. That is so important. And make sure the surfaces are polished and smooth. If you floss after Invisalign and it's getting caught, go in there and get that taken care of. That's not right. And the other thing is if Invisalign is too aggressive, you're going to get gaps in between the teeth when the case is done. You're going to get food impaction, foreign body reactions, swollen gums, bleeding gums, and pain, like within minutes of having that food caught in there. So that's important. Look for that. Make sure that doesn't happen. That can be fixed with more aligners. But also, if it's not aggressive enough, the case will slow down or you will never get a good result. In other words, not enough space is made. So it's very important, again, as I said earlier, it's important that that dentist is very, very precise about removal and measuring on that IPR and smoothing things out and restoring the anatomy of the tooth. So those are all things you want to look for. So to answer your question, there are no short-term or long-term drawbacks or cons to IPR as long as it's done professionally. And Invisalign is a very professional company. If the dentist is following those steps, there should be no problem. Just to let you know, I've had IPR done twice in my mouth. Even that was never a problem. It doesn't weaken the tooth. It doesn't make you more susceptible to decay. So I just hope that answers your question. IPR is an important part of the case. If you want a good result in aligner therapy, you're going to need this IPR if there isn't enough room. Not everyone needs IPR, but typically that's the reason you're in there. Asking for Invisalign or aligner therapy is you've got crowding. Where are you going to gain the space, especially in an adult where it's harder to expand the jaw or to enlarge the jaw? So anyway, I hope that answers the question. There's nothing wrong with the IPR. Just make sure it's done correctly 
and you'll have very few issues with it. In fact, you're going to get a better result. I think the way Invisalign and now other aligner companies do it with the preciseness of optical scans of your teeth, it's wonderful. It's a great adjunct to orthodontic therapy, especially in adults. So don't shy away from it, but ask your dentist how they do IPR. It'll be very telling in how they explain and in detail about how they do it and how precise it is. If they just tell you, we're just making some space in between the teeth, keep asking. And hopefully your questions will be answered to the point where you feel like you can go ahead. So anyway, hope that answers the question. It is a great question. And it's something that most people don't realize goes along with any kind of aligner therapy. All right. That brings us to the end of another episode. I did just remembered, I did mention that I would comment on the aligner companies that a patient can deal with directly, in other words, without any professional supervision, I hate that word supervision, without professional guidance, I guess is a better way to say that. And now that the Invisalign patents have expired, there's a lot of competition out there. And Smile Direct is probably the biggest one, the most controversial. Is that something I would recommend? And how would they do IPR if there's no dentist? That would be the first thing I would wonder about other than the damage that could be done. And so real quick, again, it relates a little bit to what the listener was asking. Obviously, no IPR can be done. So I'm not against Smile Direct. Again, you would expect a dentist to be very protective of our turf, and some dentists are. It's the same thing with the whitening booths in shopping malls. I get all of that. But in some cases, with very simple cases, and here's the clincher, that don't require IPR, going to Smile Direct or these aligner companies, going direct can save you a lot of money, a lot, thousands of dollars. But if you're not the right case, and I've seen this happen because I've had a lot of patients go directly to aligner therapy w without my guidance, and that was fine. Most of them would ask me, and I would say, listen, I think you're a good candidate. And a lot of the time I would say, no, you need IPR and you have a high decay rate. You've got gum disease. And so make sure you get that guidance first. Ask your dentist if you are a good candidate for going direct. And hopefully you have that relationship with your dentist where they wouldn't be threatened by you asking that question. So am I against it? No. Are there caveats? Am I wary? Yes. And again, you can waste a lot of money. You can actually waste that time and that money and cause damage if you're not the right person, the right case for going direct. So anyway, I hope that answers that question as well. Again, if you have any other questions, you know, if you are looking for more information on Invisalign, if you are looking for a functional provider, someone that does ortho correctly and that looks at the big picture and doesn't see it just as a cosmetic procedure. Go to speakpipe.com slash askthedentist. If you have a question, go to our website, askthedentist.com. Again, all these links will be in the show notes. Don't write them down. Keep driving. Keep your eyes on the road. We've written a lot on Invisalign and aligner therapy, 10 reasons why you need Invisalign, just cool stuff like that. I'm, I'm a big proponent of aligner therapy. Go to askthedentist.com, our website, by the way, which is down currently. We've been hacked. A lot of other healthcare, big healthcare sites have been hacked. I think it's called the 365 hacks. We're working on that. So if you read this and see that it's down, that would explain that. Hopefully by the time you hear this, it's up again. And then lastly, our directory. Go, if you want to find a dentist that you can have these discussions with, askthedentist.com slash directory. Any questions in general for this podcast, go to speakpipe.com slash askthedentist. I think I may have repeated one of those. Oh, well. 
Anyway, thank you so much for listening. Again, it's a real privilege to be here for you and to be able to answer these questions. And again, if you like this podcast, I would really very much appreciate if you left me a review. I will see you in the next episode. Keep asking those questions and stay safe. Hi, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Just a reminder that this podcast is for educational purposes only. This podcast is not a substitute for professional care by a dentist, doctor, or other qualified medical professional. This podcast is provided on the understanding that it does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. If you're looking for help in your journey, seek out a qualified medical practitioner. If you're looking for a functional dental care provider, you can visit askthedentist.com directory and search our Find a Dentist database. It's important that you have someone in your corner who's trained, is a licensed healthcare practitioner, and can help you make changes, especially when it comes to your health.